Chapter 7 What the hell was that about? Jane covered her mouth, unsure what just happened, or even why. I think he discharged himself. Dale thrust his hand into his jeans pocket and hunched his shoulders in annoyance. What? Why? I've no idea. He needs his head testing, but it's not like him to act like that. He walked in here, Jane, and basically accused me of sleeping with you. He's acting crazy. She looked down at the glasses and bottle on the table and pursed her lips tightly. He thinks we're having an affair? Dale nodded, took a step closer and cupped her cheek. You know, under different circumstances. But I wouldn't do that to either of you. Just because he's suddenly paranoid as hell doesn't mean it will happen. We shouldn't have spent so much time together, she shook her head. He's obviously under a lot of stress. He didn't need anything extra. Get dressed. We'll go look for him. He's probably going to his apartment. We'll sit down and talk. Get this whole thing sorted out. Make him realise everything's fine. Jane kissed his cheek. You're a good friend, you know. I really appreciate you being here. Do you think he's going to be right? I don't know. I think he's having a breakdown. She covered her mouth again at his words. The sooner we're gone, the sooner we can talk to him. She turned around and walked into her bedroom to get dressed. Dale watched her go, spending a little too much time focusing on her hip movements. Within half an hour, they were outside Tim's apartment, hoping he'd actually made it back there. Dale thumped on the door. Tim, open up, it's us. There was no response at first. Jane glanced at Dale. Maybe he's not here. He is, he shrugged. Where else would he be? Dale slammed against the door twice more until it opened in front of him. Inside, the room was just as it was the previous day, right down to Tim's position on his couch. Tim, Jane said, relieved. He stared at her, almost as if he were looking through somebody else's eyes. She sat down next to him, her jeans-clad knee touching his. It was more human contact than Tim was expecting. It brought him to his senses, enough to look at her. He faced her, allowing her to take his hand, but the coldness in his eyes chilled her. You don't seem yourself. How are you feeling? You don't have any idea what you did, do you, Jane? What? She was unsure if she even wanted the answer. Whatever it was, I'm sorry. You don't even know why you're apologising, he scoffed. Not a clue. It would be funny if it wasn't so tragic. Then tell me. My father, he said simply. Saying the words made it feel real again. There were moments when the situations seemed surreal, and even unreal, but right now reality crept in again. You searched for my father, didn't you? God, yes. She looked up at both men in turn. That was ages ago. I requested a search just after we started going out. I told you he was dead. Why didn't you just leave things alone? Did you think you were going to turn it into some story for one of your novels? Were you so intent on getting back into the top ten that you'd used my past for a plot? Absolutely not. It wasn't like that. Did they find him? Apparently so. She smiled. That's good, isn't it? Tim didn't respond and Dale was confused. Well, isn't it? What I want to know, Jane, is why you would do such a thing. I thought we had something good going on. 
His expression sent chills into her stomach. We do. We did, he emphasised. What? I thought I could trust you. You can. I did, for a while. Come on, Tim, Dale put in. What's going on? Did the old man contact you or something? Then it clicked. Was that the call you got at work? Is that what this is all about? He didn't call me. The agency called me. He spoke slowly, in measured tones. It wasn't the Tim they all knew. This one was distant, detached, robotic. I don't remember much after the phone call. My life turned upside down. And the next thing I know is I was in the hospital with tubes coming out of me. The shock, Jane nodded. I wanted it to be a surprise. I had no idea you'd react this way. Some surprise. Tim tried to laugh but couldn't. Kind of backfired, huh? Dale asked. He took a seat on the coffee table opposite Tim. I'm so sorry. I most definitely didn't intend to upset you. I told you he abandoned me when I was six years old. Why did you have to go searching for him? Why? His glassy grey-green eyes were piercing, cold, questioning her motives. He wanted to cry, but he was too angry. He was dead to me. I never wanted to see him again. I couldn't bear the thought if he was alive. But you had to go behind my back and search for him. You know, I am a detective. If I wanted to find him, I would have by now. My life was fine. I had everything sorted out. I knew who I was and where I was from. Now this happens and I'm lost. He shook his head, trying to regain some kind of semblance, but it was useless. I'm just lost. I'm an emotional wreck, he choked, gritted his teeth and tried to hold back his tears. Jane leaned in to comfort him, but he shrugged her off. I can't think straight because he's back in my life. I was better off believing he was dead, but you had to meddle. Jane sobbed. I'm so sorry. I wanted you to have closure for that part of your life. I had no idea it would have this effect on you. I did it because I love you, Tim, not because I wanted to hurt you. I would never do that. His hand trembled in hers. She'd never seen him like this before, and it frightened her. Did you meet him? She asked carefully. Don't you get it? I don't want to see him, ever. He drove the car that killed my mother and then he abandoned me. I told you all this. Why did you think I'd want to see him again? He never wanted me then. Why would he want me now? He was no father to me. Things changed, Tim, Dale nodded. People change. You just don't get it, Dale. Look, I never knew about any of this, Dale admitted. Not a thing. That's because it's personal. I only told Jane because I thought she ought to know about my past, if we were to have a future. He faced Dale and spoke as calmly as he could. I was raised by my grandparents because my own parents were dead. For Dale, it explained a lot about his partner's traditional values and attitudes towards women. I knew you joined the force because your grandfather was a cop, but I never knew about this. Apparently, it wasn't enough that my father left, Tim went on. He met someone else, had another family. You have brothers and sisters? Jane realised the Pandora's box she'd unwittingly opened. A half-sister and brother, apparently. The agency told you this? Dale asked. Wow, they did their homework. It wasn't the agency. I got a visit in hospital from a woman claiming to be my half-sister. 
Tessa Angel, she calls herself. Jane gasped. You met her? What's she like? Is she like you? I didn't see any ID. I don't know if it's for real. I don't know if any of this is for real. She gave me her contact details. Well, let's call her, Jane suggested eagerly. You just can't stop yourself, can you? She said she'd been tracing me too and said her father may not be around for long. The guy's sick and she wanted me to see him again. Dale nodded. You are going to contact her? No, I'm not. She's not my family. None of them are. I had a family. They're all gone now. Which part of this are you two not getting? She is your family. You share the same father if her story checks out. Tim shot down an exhaustive look. I don't have a father anymore, he said coldly. My surrogate father is lying in a grave next to my grandmother. He was the only father I ever knew. He was the one who mattered, the one who was there when I needed a father. You don't want answers? he asked. Would you? he said, his voice gaining strength. Yeah, I think I would. Jane's right, you need some kind of closure. Well, I don't. I didn't ask for any of this to happen. I'm so sorry, Tim. Jane tried to comfort him. I truly thought I was doing you a favour. Some favour. He pulled away from them both and opened the door. You can leave now, both of you. Man, come on. I mean it. I don't want either of you here. Not anymore. Tim. Jane put out her hand to hold his arm, but he pulled away. Don't touch me. Leave me alone. I don't want you to contact me. I don't want to see you. Just go. Jane stood, open-mouthed and shocked. You're breaking up with me? Tim, relax, take it easy. She thought she was helping you. Well, newsflash, she didn't. She was wrong. I don't want to see either of you again. Ever. Just get out. He ushered Jane towards the door, his temper rising. Dale stopped him. Don't make a stupid mistake, Tim. I'll put him for a transfer straight away, Tim said. You two are together anyway. What the hell do I even need to be in this picture for? I knew it. Dale threw his hands in the air. I knew you'd eventually think like this. There's nothing going on between Jane and me. Not a thing. All I've done is be a friend to her while you were sick. You're a crazy guy. You're paranoid. And you've got nothing to be paranoid about. Tim nodded furiously, sarcastically. Right, of course, of course you'd say that. I don't need your excuses. He pushed the door on them both. In fact, I don't need anything from either of you. Jane couldn't hold back her upset any longer and tears fell down her face. Dale... Angry as hell, pushed the door back onto Tim, forcing his way back in. As Tim flew back, Dale pushed him hard again, squarely in the chest. You're making a big mistake. Huge. She did nothing wrong. I took care of her last night. Sure, we shared a glass of wine and I stayed over. But I slept on the couch, alone. And I did it because I care about you both. And I'm supposed to believe that? Yeah, because it's true. Chicks don't usually hold back with me, you know what I mean? If I wanted to sleep with her man, I would have done it by now. Jane listened, perplexed, and put out at the same time. As Dale grew closer, the two men lost all common sense. You've got something most guys would kill for. Don't ruin it over some stupid mistake, okay? I'm warning you. The two squared up to each other, chests bulging, nostrils flaring. You're warning me? Back off, Dale. You sleep on it tonight. You take some time to think about what you really need and I'm betting you serious money it's her. Dale pointed at Jane as tears streamed down her face. Sure, you're going through a difficult time right now, but if anyone's there for you, it's her. He closed the tiny space between them, poking Tim's chest with every word, 
encouraging him to bring it on. If Dale continued, Tim would readily explode. Dale poked one more time. Don't give up on her because you can't cope with your own emotions. It was too late. Tim grabbed Dale's hand, twisted him around until he landed on the floor. But Dale's agility forced him to get back up quickly. He launched his fist into Tim's jaw. The shock sent both men flying against the couch, tempers unravelling, as the two grown men fought like schoolboys on the couch, over the couch and onto the floor behind the couch. Stop it! Jane screamed. Just stop it! Eventually, exhaustedly, Tim lay on the floor with Dale beside him. I can't believe all of this is from something I did, she cried and ran out of the apartment. You know you're an idiot, Dale gasped. An idiot and a jerk. Tim would have laughed, but upset had got the better of him. Just as he did the night before, a tear moistened his eye, then filled it until he couldn't see clearly. He sniffed and wiped his face. I lost her, didn't I? Yeah, I think you did. Tim tried to hide his vulnerability from his partner, realised it was useless, and attempted to move away instead. Tim rose up onto his knees, trying to crawl away, but exhaustion got the better of him and the adrenaline subsided. Dale grabbed his ankle, stopping him moving. Back off. Believe me, if it was anyone else, Dale said, I would. Tim collapsed on the floor. Just go, he gasped with the last bit of air in his lungs. Go with her. No, his breathing ragged. Not going anywhere. Dale crawled to his knees, shifted his position and pulled Tim's head onto his lap, holding him there. He felt the vibration of his partner's tears as the man broke into a million pieces. I hate it, Tim whispered. Then, unable to hold back any more, he yelled it. Every muscle in his body tensed at the outburst. Dale swallowed hard. He'd never seen Tim like this and wagered nobody else had either. This was not the Tim Angel he'd worked with for years. This man was broken. It was sad as it was unjust. Tim covered his face, hiding his upset behind his hands. Dale slowed his own breathing. Being there for his partner in his hour of need was one thing, but if he let Tim see his own eyes were moist too, Dale would never live it down. Go ahead and hate it. Hate everything and everyone. Tim cried like a baby for what felt like hours. Eventually, when it was dark outside, he'd stopped sobbing. Dale moved gently, trying to escape from underneath Tim's sleeping head. He got a blanket from the bedroom and covered his partner's body right there on the floor. He switched on a lamp, which emitted little light, but enough to see the phone, and he went to the kitchen to make a call. Jane, it's me. Is he okay? He's asleep. Are you okay? I can't believe I brought all this on him, Dale. I promise I had nothing but good intentions. I believe you. You couldn't have known he'd react this way. He's usually so calm. It's just that so not like him to be so aggressive, so violent. Guys bottle up their feelings and they're coming out so fast you just can't keep up with them. That would explain the panic attack last night. But I think he's over the worst. Do you think he meant it about us breaking up? I wouldn't worry about that right now. He's under a lot of stress. The one thing he probably won't remember is that he loves you, Jane. It's obvious. Do you really think so? I hope you're right. Should I come back? No, I'd give him some space. I'll stay with him. He'll be fine. 
You take it easy. I'll call you tomorrow. Dell put down the phone. From this angle, he could see his partner sleeping from exhaustion. Whether it was a peaceful sleep or not, he didn't know.